Need a new set of optics? For more than a decade, Riton Optics has been providing optic solutions for hunters and shooters of all types and disciplines. Check out their Primal line for those products geared more towards us hunters. From binoculars and spotting scopes to your basic 3-9 to nine scopes and longer range crossover models, the Primal line from Riton was made for hunters. Learn more at RitonOptics.com. That's Riton, R-I-T-O-N, Optics.com. This is the OKest Hunter Podcast. Never pass on shooter bucks, because that's just me in the freezer. It's your tag, you hunt how you want. This is OKest Hunter. Oh, I don't want that one. I want... Okay. No. Well, that's yeah. good. Okayest Hunter. <laughs> I think that sound just pisses everybody off, actually. Could be. There we go. That's a good one. Let's get started here. Cheers, buddy. Cheers. Another week. <sighs> all right, now that we're all freaking psyched up, welcome to the OKS Hunter Podcast coming at you from, well, the one and only OKS Hunter Podcast Studio. Here we are. And uh, our show is presented by Spartan Forge. If you haven't heard of Spartan Forge, damn it. Bill forgot to give me, I'm throwing him under the bus. He forgot to give me the discount code, but I forgot to ask and remind him because he's busier than me. One hand washes the other. <laughs> you can still use code W2H for 20% off. Let's just do that so we can save people some money. But head on over to SpartanForge.ai. They are the one and only uh, platform that exists to help you predict when deer are going to be on hoof and how they're going to be moving. Among other things, historical weather data, a journaling feature. It's for ambidextrous people. If you want to toggle the features to your left hand or your right hand, depending on how you're holding your phone, it's all pretty cool stuff. So be sure to head on our friends of the podcast. I just poured up some drop time spirits. So, you know, cheers to that. For the folks that have been in the studio with us, they've got to try it. Yes, they have. I don't think anyone said anything bad about it yet. No, it's good. It's good stuff. I hung out of the Latitude Saddle. And did the, the cold shot challenge. Mm-hmm. Do you want to tell everybody what the cold shot challenge is? You should tell them. It's your deal. <laughs> well, for those that don't know, the cold shot challenge is you, the rules are, there are no rules, but this is how they go. Because <laughs> I started the freaking video. The rules are, there are no rules. But here they are. But you, you, you get half. There's a, a framework of something half going a on. Jag here. on. Have your wife hold your phone yep. and, and video you, yep. and then you crack another beer. But no, it's the same beer, same beer. So you crack your beer, take a swig, shoot your bow, walk up to the target, see how you did. Cold shot, right? One shot. You haven't done this yet already, so you're not actually not sure if you're dialed in or not. You know, compared to yesterday, or whatever. And then you chug your beer after that, and that's the cold shot challenge. Hashtag cold shot challenge. Number of people are doing it. I want to hop on the bandwagon. Bandwagon jumpers. Do it. It's fun. Chugging the beer was the hard part. I'll tell you that right now. I am not built I for drink it. I enjoy it. I don't drink it to chug it. All right. Before we get totally into everything here, what I'm going to do is we're going to do our, um, our, uh, Oh, geez. Sorry. That's all, folks. Random winner. Random random winner. Um, Wheel of names. Here we go. I'm going to put in a wheel of names. And for everybody that called in last week, and I already see we got a couple calls in queue. So I promise, guys and gals, we'll get to you. 
Uh, give me just a second. We want to call out, and everyone that called in last week is still also entered into our Where to Hunt. Oh my God, I knew it was going to fucking happen at least once. Our OKS Hunter swag giveaway. Um, so at the end of the month, at the end of this month, we'll do a drawing for all of the callers to win some OKS Hunter swag. But for today's drawing specifically, this is for the Latitude Method 2 saddle, right? So on the live broadcast, what I'm going to do is I'm going to go ahead and share my screen so you all can see that we're not just favoriting anybody or anything like that at all. This is um, real time. You're going to see who's going to win. So these are all the people that called and got through and talked to us. I think we, we ended up getting a bunch more calls in queue that we didn't get to or they hung up or whatever. So I can only count the people that actually made it onto the show. And that ended up being one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, seven people. Okay. So, um, thanks everybody that tried to call in and thanks obviously to everyone that actually did call in. All right, guys, sorry, you're back on. Good to go. Hang in there with me. Uh, just let me get through this drawing here and get my bearings and we'll, we'll take some calls. So, okay, let's spin the wheel. Whoever wins this drawing wins a method two saddle from latitude outdoors out of Michigan. All right, here we go. The wheel spinning in case you wanted mm -hmm. to, to wonder. Oh my gosh. Could you guess who it is? Just tell them. <laughs> well, it's on the screen. That's what I'm reading. It's Luke Oswald with Publicly Challenged, who Imagine also that. hosts a podcast. He was one of our callers last week. So, Luke, you are the winner of a Latitude Method 2 saddle. Um, we'll be in touch. Let us know if you want to reach out and we'll get you, um, hopefully, you're an extra large because that's what we have on hand. But if not, We'll get you one from those guys. So congratulations, man. And uh, that's a Method 2 saddle kit. So it's the saddle, the the um, tether, and the lineman's belt. So it's a pretty sweet deal. It's a, I don't know, 300 north of $300 yeah, it's, prize. Uh, it's a pretty sweet setup. So congrats. I'm going to go ahead and stop sharing the screen. And uh, let's get on with this stuff here. So, whew. All right, we got some calls. Let's do a call. That sounds like fun. Yeah. Then, uh, then I can stop talking for a second. So we got Tyler Sparks out of Ohio. Tyler, how are you doing? Thanks for calling into the show. Good. How's it going, guys? Hey, good. Good. Yeah, thanks for calling in. Now, this is one of those where I don't know if the people on Instagram can hear you or not, so um, we'll find out. They'll let us know. What are you looking forward to this season, bud? I, I guess so. I guess so. Um. Honestly, just I got a lot of new pieces of gear this year. I'm excited to try out. Um, got a couple of gear that I've been after for a handful of years that, you know, it, it's just more paint. Hoping something works out more in my favor than theirs. <laughs> yep. Hell yeah, man. I know how that goes. What kind of, what other, what kind of gear? Cause I got some gear I'm going to yeah, yeah. try out too. I'm, I'm really excited about it actually. So I can, I can totally relate to that. Um, so this year I'm getting a little bit more into the self-filming stuff, um, just to kind of document a lot of the hunting my dad and I do. Um, it's kind of the, the one thing he and I share. So, um, wanted to kind of find a way to capture those memories and then, um, got some of the new tethered one climbing sticks to get a little bit more versatile this year. Um, actually this past weekend at a, at a mobile hunters expo, um, ended up winning an ultimator, which was pretty sweet, um, threw that on and, and actually posted a video of it on my Instagram, I think Sunday. Um, but it was absolutely awesome getting to mess around with that thing. I'm excited to use it out in the field. Cool. What about you? No, you go first, Greg. You're the lady. You're the lady. <laughs> yeah. 
You're the lady. Beauty before age. <laughs> I'm. I got well the method two saddle for me. So that's new. Same. That's that's a new thing right for on. me. And then I'm going to be using the new Lone Wolf uh, custom gear, the smaller platform that they have with their uh, two the the, the double, double step double sticks. And then I'm be yeah. I knew the colors couldn't. They wouldn't be able to hear the color. I don't know why that's a thing. Sorry guys. On Instagram, you can head over to Facebook, or YouTube to hear it. But um, yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited to try that. It's all going to fit in a backpack. It's going to fit in their XOP backpack. So I'm going to be hunting effectively out of a backpack. As long as I got that in my truck, I'm good to go. I'm really excited about it. Especially if you saw what I was hunting out of previously. Yeah. Short of what Greg lent me last season, which was a really good buffer into what I'm getting into, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I built my own platform, so we'll see how that goes this year. Um, sticks I'm not really sure of yet. I might not uh, take the dive on a set of sticks. I might just hunt with what I've got. But other than that, nothing nothing new for gear. Same old trail cameras, same uh, same iron wheel broadheads, same vector custom shop arrows. The bow is the same. Yeah, nothing new other than that. You did I've pretty actually, good over the weekend. I've, I've got some of those vector customs on the way now. Cool. Good. So uh, did anybody in particular help you over there? Was it Isaac or you got a couple of new employees over there now too? Uh, I, I have no idea off the top of my head. It was- um, just an online order I placed after I think it was you guys actually seeing you guys talk about them. And I kind of was curious because I've been a, a gold tip guy for sure. I don't know, six or seven years when shooting tournaments and stuff, but I have, I'm not shooting tournaments anymore. So I was like, oh, I'll, I'll branch out and start looking at some other stuff. So yeah, these things I, are, I liked how easy it was. And I was like, let's roll with it. Yeah. They're, they're great hunting. Arrow. I mean, I had good success with them last year. So did Eric. Yeah. So we, uh, we really like those guys. We like their product, and uh, the they're pretty good about taking care of their customer. Yeah, I would say my dad's got their arrows now too. He got them. I mean, a lot of people we know have been scooping them up. Obviously, the hunting public is repping them, so they got a lot of exposure. Jason Matzinger, he's a big deal in the West. Um, he's got a few big names uh, on his staff now. So, yeah. good, good, good product. Stuff. Well, dude, um, you're entered in to win some OKS Hunter swag at the end of this month we just launched our uh, beer camp collection last night at like midnight so take a look at some of that stuff if you iron something up you can uh, hold off to the other month and see if you get called or drawn for uh, for a win yeah yeah that's awesome i was i, I saw that drop that all looks pretty sweet i liked the uh, the beer camp theme it was, a, it was a pretty creative idea um but i was wondering if i could share I've got three different stories I wanted to uh, That's right. yes. come on with, but I, I feel like I've only got time for one more than likely. So uh, I was going to give you guys the titles and then let you guys choose which one you're more inclined to hear. How about how about keep pick one that you think, and then that gives you an excuse to call back the next week and the next week? Yes, I, I can do that. That's that's awesome. So I guess I'll start off with uh, I'll start off with a story called Racks of Rabies. Um, kind of how I titled it. And basically what it was about two years ago, um, I had this private piece. I um, got permission on it that year and it, it started, you know, the normal regimen was allowed to put some corn out down here in Ohio, had some things rolling, um, had a camera over it. And I, I had this buck that we called club seven cause he had one side was just this awkward looking, you know, club. It looked like an Irish, like shillelagh or something. He, he just looked goofy as all get out, but the right, the other side of him was like a, a five by and was just big and monstrous and you know i'm all about goofy 
unnatural looking gear. So I thought he was awesome. And I had this plan to go in really early, um, like an hour or so before daylight, get set up, get quiet. And on my way in, I'm cutting across the main field and there's a little ridge that I have to hop to get back to my stand. And it's right where my feed pile is. And as I'm getting close to this ridge, I can hear a bunch of men and stuff on the other side of it. So I, I kind of just stopped thinking, oh man, you know, there's deer in here feeding already. I sat down, I got quiet, I waited a little while and noise kind of stopped. So I was like, all right, I'm going to go ahead and go get in my tree. I, I climb up, I get settled, you know, I'm all bundled up. I've, I've got some time. So I set an alarm on my phone for, you know, vibrate, stuffed it inside my shirt pocket and just kind of snuggled up. Like I was going to take a little nap. And right about the time that I got quiet, um, I could hear some scratching up above me on the tree. I'm kind of sitting there like, oh, maybe, maybe there's a squirrel up here or something. You know, I'm not too worried about it. And as, as I'm sitting there, pitch black, there's no light, you know, I, it's dead silent. And from behind me, like right at head level, I just start hearing sniffing. And it sounded like a bloodhound was in the tree trying to sniff something out. And I just kind of froze and like started to shake because I knew whatever it was, was like right there. And all I could think is like, if I just be still, it'll go away. I'm not going to have to worry about it. And I, I didn't move. I waited about probably 45 seconds went by and everything got real quiet again. And then I just start hearing this like weird snarl. It was just like, and I couldn't, I, I was like, I've never heard an animal make this noise. This is getting really creepy. I don't know what to do. I feel like a half hour before the sun even comes up. So I, I real slowly reach in my pack. I pull out my flashlight and I click it on. And there's about a 15 to 20 pound raccoon inside of four feet from my face <laughs> on one of the branches on the tree staring at me and i i tell you what i've had some pucker factors in my life but when you're 20 feet high in the air and there's a raccoon that close to your face and you've got nowhere to go um it gets nervous and i i did everything i could to try and get him to go as far away as he would he wouldn't move so finally i was like you know what i'm gonna climb down i'm gonna give him some time to get out of the tree climb down i get on the ground i waited for a while i kind of walked about probably about five or ten yards away and i heard some more noise and everything and it went went silent so i was like okay he's got to be out i climbed back up in there i get to hunting that day and probably about the first 45 minutes of the day goes by i haven't seen any deer and i just just so happened to like look up above me and he had gone two levels higher in the branches curled up and and fallen asleep <laughs> and I just kept looking up thinking at some point he's got to come down and probably about every five or 10 minutes, I would kind of look up at him and look up at him and about, I don't know, eight thirty nine AM I look up and he's staring back down at me again because now he wants to get down and I'm still in his tree. <laughs> and I just got so nervous about him coming back down and, and, you know, coming at me that I actually ended up missing my target deer. He walked past me while I was looking at the raccoon and I turned around and he was like 85 90 yard field and i just kept sitting there thinking to myself like do i stay here and wait it out or do i risk having to go get rabies shots like <laughs> that was my dilemma <laughs> so finally i was like you know what i like no deer is worth me having to get rabies shots today i'm leaving like i'm done i was like you win raccoon i'm out of here you can keep the tree you can keep the stand i was like the only thing you're not getting is my bow and i left <laughs> Those things are freaking nuts, mean, man. man. They're, I mean, and they're they're fearless. I've had, I've had some encounters with coons deer hunting, like walking into a spot real dark, you know, four thirty in the morning, 
walking along a cornfield and you hear something growl and you turn around and look and there's a coon, you know, <laughs> 10 yards into and they, they sound ferocious, man. Especially when you're just walking, trying to get someplace and you hear it growl at you, you turn around and you're looking around and you can't see it. And all of a sudden you see eyeballs, you know, just kind of moving through the corn. It's like, yep, time to, time to book it, double time it and time to go. When I was a kid, I used to have an irrational fear of raccoons. I thought they were under my bed. So anytime I go to the bathroom, I'd like <laughs> sprint to the freaking bathroom like a bat out of hell. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, they're going to get me. They're freaking crazy. My dad's had some good encounters with raccoons, coons too. Under the bed. <laughs> yeah, raccoons under the bed, raccoons in your tree stand. They're oh everywhere. Trash pandas. Yeah, I went camping with my wife once and they like learned to unzip one of the freaking bags we had the food in. I was like, no joke. Oh my God. We gosh. had that happen camping too. Lifted the lid on the cooler, got into the cooler, took the bread out. Strip, strip, open the bag. You're meeting chips. He ate, he ate the entire loaf of white bread and came back for more. Like I went off into the woods, hundred yards away from the campsite. <laughs> and there it was a totally molested bag of white bread. What was left? It was just the bag and the twist tie. There goes my carp fishing. Yep. They're, they're relentless. They don't, they, they will stop at nothing to get food. Tyler, we look forward to hearing your next two stories over the next couple of weeks. Yes. Don't be shy. Please call back. We'd love to hear from you. Definitely. Thanks, definitely, buddy. definitely will. They're uh, the next one's a doozy. <laughs> okay, good, man. Good. All right. Awesome. We'll, we'll talk to you soon, buddy. You have a good one. All right. We'll see you guys. See ya. All right. We got another caller. Cheers. That was a really good. Uh, I wouldn't know what to do either, man, honestly. My dad got good at kicking them out of the tree when they'd come after him. So crazy animals i wouldn't i wouldn't get rabies either no we got uh dr portman in georgia you got an okay center story to share with us tonight can you hear us all right yeah i think i, I said that yeah so uh my, my name's zach i'm actually in uh, fort benning georgia got it hey zach how you doing man I'm doing pretty good. How are you guys doing tonight? Good. My auto transcriber called you Dr. Portman. <laughs> so I don't know if that's right or not. <laughs> but <laughs> paging Dr. Yeah, it's Portman. Just, uh, a little bit of uh, <laughs> it's a little bit of a redneck accent mixed with some technology kind of screwed that one up, I guess. <laughs> Doctor. <laughs> so are you currently in the armed forces? You're down in Fort Benning? Yeah. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm I'm in the army, so we're we're currently uh, uh, at Fort at Fort Benning, and uh, uh, we'll be going to um, uh, Fort Campbell, Tennessee, in a few months, or Fort Campbell, Kentucky. It's like on the Tennessee Kentucky border. Sure. Um, so I'm looking forward to some big up there and uh, a lot of good good duck hunting that way as well. Cool. My godson's down in uh, Fort Benning right now too. So basic training. Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. Good for him, man. I hope he's, I'm, sure, I'm sure he's doing great. But, uh, feel, bad, feel bad for those guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's going to be uh, a bit of a shock. I mean, I don't know. We're in for some hot weather right now. So, But I'm, I'm sure it's a little bit of a shock to his system from Wisconsin weather down, to, down south and, and training in that. So you got a story? It sounds yeah, like yeah, it's uh, it's really brutal. Oh, go ahead. There's a leg. My bad. Yeah, yeah. It's all right. Um, 
Yeah, absolutely. So, so I, um, I've hunted a good portion of my life. My dad didn't hunt, but, um, I started hunting when I was a, a teenager, but, um, I spent, I am from, from Atlanta, uh, the Atlanta area kind of, um, uh, towards North Georgia, but, um, my previous duty station was in, uh, Fort Bliss, Texas. So we got to draw a bunch of tags in, uh, in Southern New Mexico. So, um, there's, uh, seven different species on uh on fort bliss uh there's odd forks elk mule deer um i think there's uh javelina and pronghorn so i was able to draw two oryx tags while i was there and two mule deer tags so um that was a lot of fun but uh, Uh oh but getting back to uh getting back spinning we're kind of you're good uh, we we got you keep keep it rolling getting, getting back yeah, getting getting back to that eastern hunting, you know, and uh, and so I was all excited. We got here in January, and I was all excited to uh, to hit turkey season up. So the way it works when you're on a military post is is uh, like Department of the Army civilians and then um, service members and uh, and certain dependents will be able to access the training areas to hunt, uh, depending on. Uh, you know, uh, training, whether it's open or not. So it's kind of like, um, public land. Uh, you're, you're fighting with a bunch of different other guys that are, they're trying to hunt at the same time. So of course, Turkey season was, uh, uh, no different, but I, I did a lot of the scouting that I needed to do. And even those new property, I got on Onyx and, and, and found some spots that I thought looked pretty good. So, uh, opening weekend, um, I actually shot like uh, I think it was the second day of the season. I shot a damn toad, um, twenty pound bird, ten and a half inch beard, inch and a quarter spurs. That's just the best, you know, I could think of. And uh, and so I got my grip and grin with it. Post that thing on social media. So, so excited. To uh, post it, you know, I don't, I don't know if you guys kind of ever killed a bird like that, but just when it, when it all happens, it's just, it's just like great. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It is. It's great. My first bird was a 24 pounder with an 11 and a half inch beard, but we didn't have a camera. You know, I was 13 when that happened. My parents didn't have a camera at the time. So we just, I plucked it and cleaned it up and ate it. <laughs> I don't know anything about turkey <laughs> hunting, guys. I'm, I'm like out of the loop with it. I don't know. I would probably post a picture and be like super jacked about it. Yeah. I mean, I'm 35, so if I go hunting this year or next, it'll be 35, 36. And you better bet I'm posting a picture of something I get because I'll be the first one. I'll be super jacked. Greg's going to have to teach me how to do everything. <laughs> so I, was, I, was, <laughs> I was coming off that. I was coming off that high and was like, oh, man, I, I, know, I know what's going on here. So I. I was, uh, I keep in my, my work schedule was really good to where I was able to, uh, I, I think I hunted 23 days out of the season. So I was able to really be in the woods and, uh, all of it was by myself. And I, uh, I was hunting, 
down a kind of a logging road. So what I would do is I'd, I'd go ahead and park and then just walk the road and just, you know, throw some clocks and just see if I could get anything to respond. And, uh, and I, I kind of coming over this ridge and I think I pulled out a slate call and I uh, hit it a couple times and just heard a pow, good gobble, uh, come from up the hill from me. And so, you know, that heart starts pumping and, you don't know what to do. Should I sit down? How do I sit up? You know, where can I get the best shot? And before I could let, let another, um, uh, cluck out, he gobbled again. So I just went and sat on the side of that road really quickly. And, uh, he, I, I sat there for like 10 or 15 minutes and he kind of gobbled, kind of gobbled, but wasn't moving. So, you know, I'm not a very good turkey hunter apparently. And, uh, I got up and started walking down the road just to get a little closer to him. And I came around the bend and here he comes just running straight at me. And what's funny is he was gobbling like he was the man, but, it, but it's a Jake with, with like a four or five inch beard, but he's a legal bird. Yep. And, uh, I had my, I just sat down basically on the road and was hoping that he would stop and he's just running down right at me. And uh, I'm waiting for him to stop, but he flushes a little bit. And I, look, all right, it all happened really quick. And, you know, wish I could have done different. But so I, I shoot him. And it, it, he was definitely crippled up, right? And so he's sitting there. I go I go to see him, and he's, he's crippled. And I'm like, all right, well, let's go ahead and dispatch this bird. But he's not going anywhere. And so I... Uh, I'm probably 10 or 15 yards away and I shoot, well, I shoot right over his head. Okay. <laughs> that so that's my second. Shot. And so I'm in my head going, I may have, you know, torn up a little bit of meat here. Let's try to avoid some, uh, more meat damage. And I shot right over his head again. And that was my third shell. Shit. And so uh, I'm sitting there in the woods looking at this Jake and this Jake is looking straight at me. And I'd like to tell you that I had another shotgun shell in my pack, uh, but I definitely killed that turkey with a pine tree stick. <laughs> yeah. Shut up. Oh my gosh. That's I've savage. That done before. <laughs> it ain't pretty, but you know, you do what you got to do. Felt- Look, I felt bad, uh, but I, I I don't think the uh, Georgia DNR put it in their rule book that uh, that sticks were a legal means to take. So I felt bad, but learned for that one. But uh, that was a pretty okay moment there by myself in the woods. We all have them. I mean, if you were hunting like way back before there was any civilization or society to uphold any sort of rules or regulations you do what you got to do to kill the bird, man. If you were on like, what's that naked and afraid or survivor or anything weird, I feel like that'd be totally permissible. You'd freaking tackle that thing and you got it. You got to eat, right? Yeah. So he, uh, he, 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 he ate pretty, he ate pretty well. And it was, a uh, a long walk back to the truck. Uh, but, but I think, <laughs> I think from a very high, uh, you know, shooting a, a, a rope dragon, Tom, 
to killing a Jake with a stick, I uh, I definitely felt a little humbled. It's funny how life has a way of doing that to you. <laughs> In weird moments. Yes. Yeah. That's a pretty wild story, dude. And wh- right. where was that out of again? What state were you hunting when that happened? So, so that was Georgia. That was uh, that was this this spring. So that was in uh, Columbus, Georgia, and Muskogee County. So, well, congrats on getting that bird, getting it, getting it done, <laughs> whatever means necessary. By all yeah, means. don't worry. I, I'm I mounted Jake's too, so I've I've got I've got his fan up on the wall, just like I do that Tom. I say out of respect, I feel like that bird deserves to be up on the wall. Yep. If nothing else, you bet. Took it like a champ. Well, dude, thanks for calling into the show. Yeah, 100. Uh, I was going to say, I got your name down, so you'll be entered into the monthly giveaway. Make sure you check out our uh, latest beer camp collection we just put up, and you know we'll be drawing a winner at the end of the month for a shirt of your choice. So whoever wins, it'll be they'll get to pick whatever they want. Thanks so much, guys. I appreciate it. Yeah, Thank man. Thank you. Have a good night. Have we got a, a couple one. more callers here, so we're going to keep her moving, and uh, we'll just keep doing this in between because it sounds freaking cool. Get everyone kind of reinvigorated or what's the word I'm looking for here? Revived? I don't know. We were on Instagram live from my phone, but it like you guys on Instagram couldn't hear the the caller. So it had to be pretty boring for them to not be able to hear who was talking because they're just watching us sit there and nod our heads. I hope Instagram, they can hear all the sound effects and us, just not the caller. So I hope Instagram changes their streaming stuff soon because it'd be really fun to be able to to reach everybody on Instagram, like we sure. do on Facebook and YouTube. But we got a couple other callers here. We got Drew calling in to share a quick story. Let's see who's been holding on longer. Looks like it's uh, eight minutes for, for Drew. Hey, Drew, you're live on the OK Center podcast. What's going on? Nothing much, guys. Just wanted to call in quick, share a quick story. Tell you that that uh, cold shot challenge was pretty badass. So, <laughs> oh, you did it! That's right. Old tree dreams. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. Me and Jared did it. We. It's one of those trends that we could definitely hop on because it's. I mean, it's like I said, it's two of our favorite things: drinking beer and shooting deer. I mean, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> you know it, man. Yeah, I think your shot was way better than mine. My shot was. Pretty poor. Yeah, you shanked it bad. I don't know, man. I would just let it rip quick, and I had the kids there. Holly's there. I was hanging out of the saddle just for just for shits, and <laughs> it's it, stage fright. Yeah, it got weird. It was not weird. At least I hit the target. Otherwise, it would have flown. I in mean, my I was, yard. I mean, granted, I was only like maybe twelve yards, but you know. <laughs> yeah, beggars can't be choosers sometimes. But uh, <laughs> yeah, but uh, the story is from uh. This, tur- this year's youth season here in Wisconsin. Okay. Uh, I was out hunting with uh, Jarrett, who's part of uh, Ochi Dreams, and uh, we took his cousin out. It was his very first time turkey hunting, really hunting anything with uh, some uh, any form of gun, I guess. And it was opening day for youth season. We get out, you know, before light even, get all set up in a spot we found turkeys in or some toms in the, day, the night before and get there. There's absolutely nothing, like absolutely no gobbles around. So it's like, you know, some time passed. It got to 9 o'clock, and we're like snacking the whole time. We kind of gave up turkey hunting that morning and just kept eating because we were so damn hungry. <laughs> and we get 
to a different spot, get outside of the truck. And it was just kind of one of those shits and giggle things. You know, you didn't really expect anything to happen and get out of the truck. I make a quick call on my pot call. And I mean, one gobble was like not even, I'd say furthest was probably 60, 70 yards in this pine row. And it's on public land too. So it was kind of even cooler because there's people hunting there that morning and they were all gone before probably like seven, seven thirty. So they were gone early. And so we quickly sneak inside this little pine roll, get all set up and whatnot. And I'm sitting up by uh, his cousin, Caden, because I've been turkey hunting before a little bit more longer than uh, what Jared has. So he wanted me to, you know, coach him through it and whatnot. So Jared, you know, was behind us. He was sitting there kind of right behind the tree, leaning on it. And we're, me and Caden are focused on these, the gobblers that are, gobbling at us and whatnot and so we're sitting there still calling still calling and i mean they're just hammering the ones we got in the beginning well then i mean we had a gobble like maybe 50 yards to our left then instead of our right where the ones we were paying attention and i it it literally scared the shit out of me like it wasn't expecting anything like that because you know you're when you're focused on one thing and all of a sudden something happens in a different direction but you know you just get startled well they come in. I mean, we have probably every turkey in this little small public land spot. It was probably 25 birds total. Took Jake's, Tom's, hens. They're all coming in, and me and Caden don't even ha- haven't talked to Jared in a while. You know, I mean, he's right behind us, but we haven't said a word to him, or he hasn't said a word. And Caden wasn't able to get a shot at any of the birds. He he kept telling me he can't get a shot. I'm like, well, then, you know, because they started putting. So usually that means, you know, game over. They're leaving. Yeah, they're leaving. Like, you know, just move one way or the other. Try and, try and pop a shot off, you know, because there, there was a Tom and a couple of Jakes that were, like, spread out far enough to where he, he wouldn't wound any other birds or shoot any other than just the one he was aiming at. And, well, he didn't, he didn't shoot. He didn't feel comfortable, you know. And I'm like, oh, you know, good job, you know, waiting on that. And me and Caden turn around to talk to Jared, and Jared's like laying flat on the ground. I mean, flat. He looks like he died, I guess, is the word to use. And <laughs> he lifts his head up, and like there's tears coming down, and we're like, what the hell is going on? And he's, he's like, my leg, my, my leg. I was like, what, what, what do you mean, your leg? He goes, it's cramping, it's cramping past. And he's just like <laughs> rolling and just hysterically crying because of the pain. And then he goes, oh no, my other leg. And his other leg starts cramping, and I, I think we spent like a whole five minutes trying to figure out how to help him. And he said, "Just don't touch me," and this and that. And I was like, "Dude, I I don't know what you want to do, but these these times left, and we could probably get back on him because there's a road that you know connects." And he goes, "Well, I get that. You guys just go on without me. I'll be fine." And he's acting like he's just gonna like die here while we're out chasing turkeys on public land. And we're like, "No, we're gonna wait. We're gonna wait." Finally, he. He stands up and he's the way he's walking is he's walking like it's his very first time using his legs. <laughs> the rest of the day he was just just in pain and I mean it was hilarious for me and Caden. I mean I'm not I'm not gonna lie about that. But well, what the heck was the deal? What like yeah, what? And, what like, with, with his cramp? Yeah. I I don't know. He at some point he got a cramping his leg and he just didn't move because the turkeys you know being a a respectful hunter i guess to not screw it up for his cousin maybe sure. I, I don't know but i probably would have tried and fixed it because he 
he said he had that cramp for like 15 minutes in like before we even noticed him laying back there on the ground. <laughs> so I don't really know what happened, but it so was it's not it like was he had some sort of, of other incident there in the moment. Yeah, no, it sounded pretty damn funny. <laughs> like, on my leg. Yeah, it's it, like, it was awesome. He'll probably, he'll probably kill me for sharing that, but you know, Hey, he, it was hilarious. What happens in the woods doesn't always stay in the woods. That's right. Especially when you're with buddies that are no, about to not always. That's right. That's pretty damn funny. That is a pretty great story, dude. That's like a deer camp story no, that thanks, you'll man. probably tell for years to come. Remember the freaking time you fell over because your legs were cramping? Sissy. That hurt, man. That looks yep. great. That's great. Mm-hmm. Good to hear from you, Drew. Thanks for calling in, buddy. And thanks for doing the cold shot challenge. Yeah, yeah no problem. Yeah, no problem. That was fun. I'll definitely do any tr- challenge you guys got like that again. So, All right. There'll <laughs> be more of it we'll, in the future. We'll see what we come up with. Have a good one. All right. Yeah, you too. Thanks, guys. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Bye-bye. All right. We got another caller. Who do we got here? Oh, we know this guy. Who this? We just talked to him the other day. This is Nico with The Hunt. Uh, what up, Nico? What's uh what's going on guys? Welcome Howdy. to the show. How you doing? Oh, I'm doing all right. Getting some pack stuff situated out for Colorado, trying to figure out which bag I'm actually gonna end up taking. But uh everybody's calling in with these happy, funny stories. I got one that kind of sucks from last year. I figured I'd share it with you guys. Let's hear it. Are you gonna are you gonna bring us down? We gotta pour another drink here or what? <laughs> I I don't I'd pour a tall one. All right. All right. I'll crack my I'd I'd pour two. Oh, Jesus Christ. All right. We're not going to cry at the end of this. I'm out on public land. Get out early, right? And I'm I'm thinking, oh, it's a banger of the day. Chris morning. Get out, hunt. I don't see nothing. Pack up. Get back out to another spot. Get set up early, setting up all my camera gear, right? And let let me lay this one out for you. Stands about 20 foot up, looking out over a river bo- or a uh, creek bottom, pine or pine flats on one side, oaks on the other, and you're sitting right in between, right where those two tree lines change into each other. Mm, and there's stuff. scrapes, just scrapes and rubs, about 30 yards as far as you can see, fresh. Big old white oaks all over the ground. This is a spot. I'm out there hunting for about about an hour i was out there early like i said getting my my camera gear and everything set up and i feel the wind change the thermals kind of pick up and start pulling uh pulling down instead of up so real quick i tear all my stuff down jump across to the other side of this little of the little row that i'm sitting in so that my scent's going to get pulled down into the into the creek and i get every i get my get my lone wolf set up kind of halfway get my camera arm just attached to the tree and i do the old, good old draw your bow and look around and make sure there's there's no limbs or nothing in your way mm-hmm. and i always knock an arrow because i'm scared to death of dry firing my bow and i just switch to a thumb butt <laughs> so i draw my bow back and i'm kind of stretching it out feeling and i look about 15 yards in front of me about 175 inch 10 point just staring at me oh no well, this is a, yeah, and I mean, he's like almost dead on. I'd say his butt's at about one o'clock and his head's like 
at noon. You know, he's just he's kind of looking at me, just barely off to the side. Feel like it's a great shot. So I take it and I hit him, maybe a hair low, but he's, he's facing forward and I'm shooting Valkyrie, 250 grain heads, blows through the other side. He kicks, bolts off through the through some real, real thick stuff. And I'm like, man, I just smoked the biggest deer I've ever seen in my life. Call up Jan. He's he, with the hunt. And uh, he comes out. We do a little, we look at the blood. Looks great. Blood everywhere. But he kind of shoots down the other side into this creek bottom. And we're like, man, we're going to back out. It's getting dark. We just want to be safe. My, my, maybe it's a little marginal. I don't know. But we call on the dog tracker the next day. And he's running for like, uh, we, we probably ran the dog for about an hour on blood the whole way. Can't figure out what's going on. And the dog starts freaking out, running circles, barking. Uh, we take him uh, across to a field, let him clean his nose out, bring him back. He does the same thing. Starts hitting this area, starts barking. We come up to a gut pile. And that's all there's there is a gut pile. And the stomach and the organs and everything are still there. I don't know if you know anything about when a coyote gets a hold of a of a kill. That's like one of the first things they do is just rip the insides out. Yeah, they eat the insides first. So we immediately we immediately start dreading the worst. Like, w- what's going on here? You know. And he and the uh, uh, the guy's name's Dustin. He's a local tracker around here, real cool guy. And so he goes, well, let's, uh, let's run the dog back up around in that field and give it one more shot. Maybe somebody shot something. He got switched up. It doesn't happen very often, but we'll we'll rerun him. So we get him up in the field, get him cleaned out, come back. And as soon as we get there, he hits another trail and runs off hard. We're thinking, all right, he's on it. We're real close. And he comes up to a little spike. That spike ended up laying about 20 yards from where that gut pile was at, where he originally came to from my deer. What had happened is somebody shot that spike and it ran into the thicket to die, just like my bucket ran into the thicket to die. Oh, no. And they drug, you could see where they drug that, you could see where they drug the buck out of the shat, that little spike out of the shatter canes and everything, because there was like a half a trail. And they came on my buck, dropped that spike grabbed that other buck. I ended up calling the game warden and uh by by luck of by by luck of the draw originally when Jan came out to help me track this deer, he met a guy up at the gate and he got the guy's number in case we needed a deer cart. Just just by happenstance. Hmm. Well that that uh we called that guy to ask if he had seen any any deer or anything. Uh, and he's like, oh, no, I didn't see nothing in that. And uh turns out his nephew had shot a small deer and called him up, said, hey, you know, we found this small deer. Do you guys want it? Is it yours? Oh, yeah, we're going to come tag it. Well, the game warden calls me back and is like, hey, don't let those guys leave. Oh. He said, just, just keep them there until I show up. The game warden shows up, chatting these guys up, lets them get that spike loaded up in their truck and stuff. And he goes, hey you guys didn't, uh, he didn't tag that spike. I said, Oh, we're going to put a tag on it. He said, well, I need to look through your truck. He gets in there, starts going through their truck. One of the dudes starts freaking out, like texting, trying to make phone calls and that warden gets his phone. I don't know if you guys remember last year, but they busted a bunch of poachers. He, he, He was part of that little poaching ring. They had, 
found that buck that I shot, drug it off in the shatter cane, and came back at night, got it, and took it. Wow. Holy shit. And the, the warden the warden had pictures and everything, and I was like, can I get this? And he goes, did you put a tag on it? I said, no. He goes, well, we can't. it's evidence, so you can't get it back because you oh. never put a tag on it. But the state does an auction every couple of years on this kind of stuff, and if you're lucky, you can bid on it and get it back. That sucks. God, dude. Yeah, that was that kept me awake for a solid two weeks. Is there any retribution? Were you able to like go to an auction or like? Oh, it hasn't happened yet. It only happened. They only have it like every two or three years. Yeah, so they're gonna they're gonna collect a bunch like, of like whenever. Look like a bunch. Yeah, of like when they bust poachers sure. or when so they maybe when someday they find you'll be able to people leave deer stands out. Wow. Wow. Yeah, you weren't kidding, man. About yeah. this is yeah. Pour another drink. Pour one up for your buck. Or at it. Jeez. Yeah. And and what's crazy is that deer like probably I had stopped and talked to some out of state guys from Alabama. They're real cool guys, and they had seen that buck running around the area too, and they were after him. And I told them originally that I had hit it. Dude, they were stoked because they wanted to see it because it was just a, it was a toad for that area, and we never even got to put hands on it. Uh, that's rough. Sorry to hear that, buddy. That's yeah, a, that's a rough one. We got uh, yeah, well, but <laughs> we got some more beer to drink on your behalf then for the rest of the show. No kidding. Well, we hopefully so. Our next caller that's, that's one of those we, yeah, we we do have another caller behind. We have a couple behind you, but our next one, I'm hoping they're gonna lift our spirits here. <laughs> I hate to be Debbie Downer, but I figured I was gonna it's break. Worth sharing, from the man, pack. That's, that's a pretty that's unique situation. Little, uh, that's a really little unique story. Sure, well, it's rough. Hey, but you know, I'm sure someone's got you know, I've heard similar stories of deer running a pri- private property and landowners say, Nope, can't come and get it. You've heard that kind of stuff before. So this one's totally out, out there, though, as far as uh, I've heard something like that. The coincidence behind all this stuff, too. Holy crap. Wild, man. Well, and what's crazy is, like, I had originally called the game warden, like, hey, I found this spike. I think somebody stole my deer. Like, what do you want me to do with this spike? And he thought that I was just saying that I found the spike so he'd give me a free tag. And he was, like, super reluctant to even give me the time of day because he thought I was trying to weasel a tag out of him. <laughs> to put on this spike so I didn't have to use a buck tag. <laughs> like, bro, I ain't trying to and waste my buck tag. And then when those other guys showed up, he was... <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, but then when those other guys decided to, to show up to pick up that spike, he, he, got a, he got a feather in his hat and decided he was going to come on out and, and, and see what was what. Yeah, that's cool. You get to kind of like... I did end up filling those tags, so... I was gonna say it's kind of neat that you got to like see up close and personal like how them how they were working that situation. That's pretty cool to be a part of. Yeah, it was really cool. He uh he went back to like where the deer was like where we found the gut pile and stuff, and he had like a little tablet and he took an aerial photo and like marked it out. And he's like, yeah, you can see where it looked like it was drug up here into these canes. We went up there and there was like blood and stuff up in there and pointed out where you could see looked like a game card had come through over here and like dang they, they, they got it down pat man you ain't getting nothing past any of them that's for sure yeah oh. that's good that's how it should be it's freaking awesome it should put the fear of freaking god in you they should lose your weapons and you're right to hunt don't do that shit but nico dude thanks for calling in man we're gonna keep yeah, rolling with no, the next caller 
Right on. Take it easy, guys. You have a good night, buddy. Thank you. Later. Later. Ryan with Deers and Beers, you're live on the OKS Hunter podcast. Welcome to the show, you son of a bitch. Look at the head on that guy. <laughs> going on, Eric? Well, what's happening? Did you hear that story that Man, we just I'm heard? Like, I'm like, yeah, it's, I, I kind of missed the beginning, but oh, it's like I'm gutted after hearing that, you know? I feel like if you hunt long enough, it like not to that extent, but something like that's going to happen where you know, you know, you got them or you think you got them and you just can't find them. And uh, like, I'm still losing sleep over the last time that happened. Something like that to me, you know, just like, sure. Uh, happens to everybody, but that's the beauty of your show. You know, it's like everybody goes through it and we're all here to support each other in one way or another. So that's right. keep on keeping on. Right. There you go. Pressure's on for you to uh, lift the spirit up here. What do you got for us? Oh, okay, I'll try. I'll try. Let me go get another beer. <laughs> I was just calling and say that we uh, we <laughs> we love to rebrand and just keep going at it. You know, uh, it's something everybody can relate to. Yeah, you know, it's Deer Camp in a cup. It's Deer Camp every Tuesday night. Like it doesn't get any better. So, on behalf of all the hunters out there, I just want to say congratulations, guys, and keep it going. Hey, dude! Thanks hey, a bunch. That's awesome. Thank you. We uh, we really enjoy your content as well, and and love chatting with you. And we'll uh, I'll have to message you a phone number sometime here, and we'll have to chat. That Pokemon video you guys posted was, was absolutely. You guys are freaking geniuses over there. <laughs> yeah, dude, good stuff. Kyle's got the old Kyle's got the old TikTok thing going. I think after looking at his outfit the other day. On that TikTok, we might have to get him a persona for Deer Camp here and, and try to do a spin-off <laughs> or something. But you know, <laughs> we're we're having fun, right? That's right. Oh, yeah, dude. Well, that's and, what it's all about. And you guys did the cold shot challenge too, by the way. You followed yeah, the rules. Yeah, mostly. thanks for the invitation. I appreciate it. I'll I'll, I'll always step up to the plate when involved beer and hunting. Yeah, I like awesome. the little, and, uh, little deer you drew. Where on the were plate. you guys? <laughs> <laughs> and add a little a little four pointer too, you know, a little little flair to it. Yeah, bet. Um, you bet. So you guys were shooting your bows this past weekend. Uh where were you guys at? It looked like a nice little three D shoot you guys had going yeah, on. Yeah, so it was uh, a friend of ours, uh, if you go follow Deer Vane on Instagram, he has family mm-hmm. property. It's hundred and ten acres out in the driftless. Um probably, I don't know, two hours from where we're currently sitting. And the terrain change is phenomenal. The topography is, you know, it's big rolling hills, rock faces, and boulder fields, and a lot of uh, hardwoods, mm. and it's just phenomenal property. Streams running on both ends of it. It's gorgeous. So he has ATV trail cut through wow. it, and you're shooting down downhill off a rock face, two different distances in some cases. Shooting uphill in a stream. Yeah. And a beaver on a log, a it carp in the stream. Carp in it, yeah, the stream. Was, You're freaking Robin Hooding up a ravine. Yeah, that's the one where Greg lost his arrow for half a second there. The, the old poke and hope. Yeah, the old poke and hope happened uphill. <laughs> and I could, oh, not, yeah, yeah, could yeah. not see. Did you guys uh, save the coordinates in your GPS for yeah. later this year. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, it's fun though. How Those many arrows did you guys break? Didn't break a one, dude. I thought because that one ricocheted off at least four oh, trees. Oh man, ricocheted off of four trees, and I found one fletching. Don't know where the other one was. 
I walked right past it, turned around and looked downhill to talk to Eric. And there it was right in front of me by three steps, just sticking in the ground, pulled it up. It's straight as literally straight <laughs> as an arrow, ready to, ready to go again. Just if like I'd the, had, yeah, just like the arrow on our, yeah. on our uh, album they're, cover. <laughs> they're vector custom shop, shameless plug for them. It, they're, they're durable as hell. They're very strong. They're a heavy walled carbon arrow. They're awesome. OKS hunters will have a blast on them because they can really beat the heck out of them and they'll hold up to you missing a few targets. Yeah. That's awesome. It's like it's like when you shoot it and you hear that sound or you can't find you're like shit, like yeah. there goes twenty bucks there goes or whatever, you're writing yeah, it off right. and you go find it. it's like hitting a lottery, isn't it? Yeah, it certainly is. Yeah, you lost all the fletchings, which they're they're white and the yeah. arrow shaft is black. He's like, ah, oh, man, I don't know. I was like, well, I'd give up, man. You're, I'm not. You're not gonna find a black stick among all, among all the black sticks up and there. It was like, dark in there because it was <laughs> cloudy, overcast, and we're under quite a bit of uh, quite a bit of cover there. Greg's glasses are fogged up. We're drenched in sweat. You would have thought we got rained on. It was so damn hot. Yeah, but it was, it was a good time. It was fun. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely a heat wave over in our area, and it's gonna get like up to ninety or something the next couple of days. I'm just yeah, freaking. We not hit, looking forward to that, but we hit it today. 90. Oh, oh so. well, it's the way she goes, right? That's right. That's right. Yeah. The dog days are here. Mm-hmm. It's August. It's, it's like something, to... something mentally in my mind switches over. Like usually around September, once that you get that cold morning when it's like 40 or 50 and it comes out of nowhere. That's like, okay, hunting season's here. Yep. You know, you start getting amped up for it. You're like, everyone's like getting their shit ready, you know, shooting your bow here and there, buying this, buying that. But like mentally, you can't get in the zone, at least for me, until you get that first real cold morning. You're like, oh, fuck yeah, baby, here we go. Just a couple more weeks, and then we're going to get after it. Yep, damn right. It certainly gets you tuned up for it. You can feel it in your plums. Yep. All right, boys, I'm sure you got some other callers or stuff. I won't, I won't keep you too long, but they'll right. try to call in in another week or so. But Sounds good, want to congratulate you on the rebrand and keep doing what you guys are doing. You guys are, are doing good stuff for the sport here, you know, buck shaming, getting rid of all that. So, you know, keep going. Best wishes to you boys, and we'll uh, keep in touch. Thanks, Adios, boys. dude. We'll Have a good touch. night. Take care. And he was right. We do got another caller. Right, bye-bye. Bye-bye. See you. We got uh, Jason. No, I'm sorry. Joshua out of Canada. Out of Canada, eh? Hey, there. Yeah. Hello. What's going on, Joshua? How you doing? Welcome to the OKS Hunter podcast. You're live. Yeah. Uh, nice to meet you guys. Figured I'd give you a call. I've been listening for the last two months now okay rock on man thanks sorry <laughs> <laughs> no worries it's been a good time good yeah no i was calling in to share an okayest hunter moment let's hear it these let's are what we live for these man this is yep. the best um so this is uh not last season the season before that um, where we normally hunt is primarily just fields and fields of like sunflowers or cornfields and just all sorts of farmland more than anything. I was with my stepdad's uh, brother. We're cruising kind of between our sites, figuring like, well, okay, well, where are we going to push in the afternoon and everything else when the deer just kind of relax? Um, we're going through, we can see two racks above the corn. So we're like, okay, these are big deer in there. So the rule is for us, whoever spots them gets to shoot them. So pop out of the truck, start making my way there. And I could see a combine in the field because the farmer land we have permission on. 
So I can see a combine. So it's like, okay, well, I'm going to go try and see, make sure I can actually get a clear shot. Cause I can just see antlers. I can't see bodies. Spend 45 minutes or so kind of making my way. It's like, okay, I have a combine making a ton of noise. So I'm not too worried, but I'm also not exactly able to see the thing. Finally get to a spot where I can see the deer. I watch them start, you know, having their duels for those. And I hear a bang turn off. And my stepdad's brother from probably 250, 300 yards away drops one. Mm. The other deer takes off and everything else. I was like, well, what the hell? I get back to him and say, hey, like, did it move? Like, did it drop? He's like, nope, dropped on the spot. I was like, and he's like, well, you were taking too long. I got bored. I wanted to go to our next spot. Then the kicker to this story is he has bad knees. It makes me go back to the deer and drag it out of six foot high sunflowers. Oh man. I had to drag it like 300 yards to the truck. Oh my gosh. That's rough, man. That's a long drag. So not only did basically you shot potentially your deer, then you had to go drag it for him and you didn't even get to take it home. That's rough. Yeah. I, I did all the work trying to make sure I can actually get a good, perfect shot. He just decides to use the experience more than anything. Drops it instantly. No questions asked. But then I got to drag it for him. And needless to say, those sunflowers were not cut down yet. So it was not an easy drag. No. How tall were they at this point? Six foot. Six foot. Holy crap. Um, yeah. It would have been late November. So like the farmer was taking them down because we got a really weird snowfall. So the farmer was taking them down and yeah, they were all well taller than I was. Yeah. And I'm only five, eight myself, but still. Oh man, that's like, brutal. What yeah, the heck? That was one of the okay Hunter moments. Spend 45 minutes making my way through sunflowers just to hear a bang. And I got stuck doing all the hauling. Yeah. Well, good for you, man. You're a good buddy then. You know, if you could drag it out and you did a form and stuff like that, yeah. that's, that's pretty cool. That's, that's more than okay. That's a, uh, that makes you like a okay or a hunter for your buddy. I don't know. Yeah. Well, yeah, that was just my, oh, one of my okayest hunter moments for going to call in. Just yeah, heard dude. the other guy tell his kind of poaching one there. Like yeah. that wasn't a poach, but I don't know. It was my stepdad's brother. So it kind of was to me. Yeah. Yeah. What would you call that? What would you say? There's gotta be a name for that. It was a legal poach. <laughs> <laughs> a scoop. Scoop yeah. you right up from Old under guy you. being impatient. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. And it was a nice, like, stacked high six by six. Nice. Jeez. What are you looking forward to for this season? So, it uh, took a couple years off of just with life from bow hunting. This year, getting going to go back into it and start trying to really get back into that, see if I can get one before rifle season. Sure. What province are you from? Um, from Manitoba. Okay. Which is like I would be you know, where North Dakota is, go straight north yep. of there. Yep. Prairie Pothole region. And from Grand Forks. Yeah. Yeah. Like from Grand Forks, I'm four hours north. Wow. Beautiful country. So, well, welcome back yeah, to bow like, hunting, dude. Ton of farmland, ton of forest. So, yeah, I know I'm super excited and stoked for it. Our season for bow hunting opens up August 29th, I believe. Wow. Very cool. Early. Some of our deer are just coming out of velvet down here. Yeah, ours are still coming out 
at that point. Like jars usually are hard boned by about October ish. Okay. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's a minute still from now. Yep. It's not long. It'll pretty be cool. Here. That's pretty cool. Well, thanks, Joshua, for calling into the show. You've been entered into the monthly giveaway drawing. You and our other, what was that, one, two, three, four, five, six-ish callers? I think those six or seven calls. So uh, head on over to OKSHunter.com and take a look Perfect. at some of our swag and see if there's something you're eye, you want to eye up. If your name gets called, you'll win. In the meantime, everyone that's listening, head over to OKSHunterPodcast.com and you can see some of our recent episodes and all that good stuff. Thanks for calling in, bud. You have thanks. a good night. Perfect. Yeah, thanks. You guys too. Have a good one. Thank you. That was a good chunk of calls there. Back to back to back to back to yeah. back to back to back. One after another. How many did we end up dropping off? Uh, I think we only missed one. Missed one. But it may have been some that tried to get back in. So it's turning into more of the, the radio show kind of theme where you got to sit and wait. Sit and wait. The only you know? difference is we let you hear the show you're waiting rather than the busy tone. Yeah. That's so uh, that's always better anyway. That's not the worst thing, but it is kind of hard. You got stuff going on in life, you know, trying to sit there and wait to call into something is tricky. I know. Maybe we'll have to start doing some uh, cash prizes for callers or something like that. <laughs> Be the fifth caller and you'll win a... Yeah. Something. New car. Right. <laughs> Don't say that. Uh, <laughs> okay. The lug nut off my truck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a sticker. I don't know. Yeah. We'll do some fun stuff. We got a hell of a storm brewing out there. My it's wife just texted brutal. me. We are out of power right now. Uh oh. So well, that might suck for tomorrow. Uh oh. Um, keep your ice boxes closed, dear guy. You're going to have to run into the storm to get yeah, your home. I'm going to be jetting into the storm. So. All right, folks. Well, on that note, Greg's got to go figure out his power situation. We're done with calls. I don't see any other ones in the queue. No. So, uh, with that being said, we'll call it a night. We've been live for a little over an hour yeah. or so. So, it's time to put the kibosh on it. Yeah, if you if you shared your story and you got to say your piece and call in, you like what we're doing here and what we're trying to accomplish with our mission and deer shimming, you like the show, give us a review on iTunes, man. I'll ask for it. Yeah. Uh, it's been a long time since I've asked for a review, but I think they matter or something. I think that like helps it show up or whatever. Yep. Anywho, everybody have a great night, and uh, we'll catch you next week. Be sure to tune in Tuesdays, 6-ish p.m. Central Standard Time. Yeah, we'll be back. Yeah, never pass. Never pass. On that shooter buck. Or that shooter beer. Ooh. Shooter beer at beer camp. All right, so each week we're going to do a call out to some of our listeners. We don't know who you are specifically, but we have a good idea where people are listening from. They're throughout the country and the world. We got a whole bunch of listeners in Canada too, which is great. Obviously, from our last caller, you can hear that and see that. Uh, but what we're going to do is cheers to our listeners, and we're going to randomly pick some some city and some state and deers and beers. Our buddies over there, Ryan and Kyle, are going to do a salute to some of our listeners that are in random places. So this week, let's hear what they got to say about our listeners over in Michigan. This beer goes out to my fellow Michiganders from Mount Clemens. With this beer, your season will be blessed with killing deers and beers. We pray that you shoot straight and your beers be cold. In Fred Bear's name we drink, amen.
All right, thanks for tuning in to this week's OKS Hunter podcast. If you want to call into the show, share your OKS moment, ask questions, share tips, advice, whatever you got, whatever you're excited about, so on and so forth, we'd love to hear from you. Go ahead and call in 262-757-4122 each week, Tuesdays at 6 p.m.-ish Central Standard Time, and we'll be happy to chat with you guys live as we broadcast live to Facebook and YouTube. We tried Instagram. It just doesn't work great. We'll keep trying to figure that one out. But if you like the show, go ahead and head on over to iTunes. Give us a rating and review. We'd love to hear your feedback so we can continue to improve and uh, get more listeners. Have a great, great week, a great day, a great night, whatever time you're listening to this. And remember, never pass on that shooter buck. It's your tag. You hunt how you want. Okay, it's Hunter.